Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes Podcast. I'm Bert Lepore. He's Samuel Monicarlo. We're hanging here with Angry Mike D. And we talk about music. Movies and so much more. All right, we're back with another episode of Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes, episode 64. Uh, this one we're talking about uh rock musicians who have uh who left their bands uh for solo careers, and uh we picked 10 of them. Uh it's not a top 10 list, but these are uh 10 picks. Uh you know, we'll just go over our solo albums and, uh, you know, a lot of these guys had pretty successful uh, careers, probably even more so than their, you know, original bands uh, that they came from. So, so uh, rock musicians going solo. Let's get right into it, Damo. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, he's he's the first one that I thought of. And, and even when I was searching online just for, uh, you know, I, I always try to do like a little research and see because I feel I always feel like I'm might be missing something but even in like all cross different genres he, he was always like in the top five you know, of uh you know got, you know musicians who left their bands for a successful solo careers so uh I mean I I discovered Ozzy on us when he was on a solo career you know I, and then I discovered Black Sabbath after that, you know, kind of backwards. Yeah, me too. And I'm sure maybe a lot of people mm-hmm. our, our age did, you know. Oh, but, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, he definitely made a name for himself. Seems like uh, every singer or, or the first couple singers from Black Sabbath left, you know, for pretty big solo careers, you know. Yep. Mike D, Ozzy. Yeah, man. I, he's probably the most famous out of any rock band when solo, I would think at least. But, you know, I I remember like back in the day, 87 and like around that time. And I'd go in like, you, you remember you going past Mark and I had that little record aisle. Oh, and, yeah. uh, right. So uh, you'd see all the records and I, I would always see like the Ozzy albums. And I'm like, I was a kid. So I was like, I might even have been younger, like maybe nine, 10 years old. I'm like, that looks like some scary shit. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, and I would always like, what the, like try to picture like, what the hell does this sound like? And it wasn't until maybe like four or five years later that I actually, you know, heard him the first time. And I'm like, well, it's not really that scary as I thought. <laughs> yeah, but you remember the name so, and the imagery, you know, he, he, even the right. name, you know, was pretty uh, just conjures up stuff in your well, head, you know. Well, he was that guy that like, you know, when you were younger, you're like, don't listen to Ozzy. It's scary. Right. And, you know, like you, you would turn you, up the lights you, with you, the record you, on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would hear this, like the crazy shit, like, oh, this dude bit like the head off of bat. What yeah. the hell is this music going to sound yeah. like? And know? they weren't lying. That really did right. happen. Usually there's stuff fake. That actually happened, yeah. right? Yeah, like urban legends. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ozzy Osbourne, lead singer for Black Sabbath from 69 to 79. He went on to have a successful, real successful solo career. 11 studio albums from 1980 to 2020. Also a bunch of live records he did, in, and a cover record he also did, which was, which was okay. Um, 
Ozzy became a TV celebrity, man, too. So once the Osbournes hit MTV and all that stuff, it's like Ozzy blew up big time. Yeah, it like, became like a household name. Yeah, it went from, you know, Ozzy was the scary guy to Ozzy was the lovable guy, you know? Yeah, right. Which, you know, crazy? which, you know, is cool in one way. And man, it hurts the the gimmick in the other <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, it kind, of, it kind of became like a caricature, I thought, you know? Yeah, it was like the Oz thing, you know, where the curtain behind, you know? Yeah. But, um, what he is, if Alice Cooper is the godfather of metal, Ozzy's probably the father of metal, <laughs> you know, or something like that, or vice versa. Yeah. Um, all right, Dan, let me start you first. Do you have a favorite Ozzy record? Your go-to Ozzy record for the demo? Uh, probably. Uh, probably. Um, Ultimate Sin. Either that one or No More Tears, I I, I go with. Mike Which D. Is, and, and because they're the ones I grew up with. Right. Yeah, it's the way it usually is. Mike D. It, it, it's tough. I, I'd like to say The Ultimate Sin, but I, I've grown to actually not like it as much as I really first did. I mean, I, it changes so much, but it's got to be Blizzard. I mean, yeah, it's tough for me. Uh, it's got to be. I mean, that's. I mean, that's when we did our show with the top Ozzy albums, that was one. Uh, but I'm going to go mm-hmm. with the number two record. I'm going to go with uh, Diary of a Madman. It's close, but that that's the one I would definitely go with. Matter of fact, been buying a lot of vinyl lately, and um, I have Diary of a Madman already, but it's, it's an old copy, so I wanted to buy a newer copy, so I was on Best Buy. I ordered from Best Buy. It came in today, and it's a picture disc. I really didn't want the picture disc. <laughs> I'm, glad it wasn't, I'm glad it wasn't the one you gave me. Because I would have felt bad and gave you the album back. No, no. You <laughs> You're not going to listen to that, are you? But the picture disc, I'll try it. Yeah. I still got the original, but I wanted the, yeah. the cover all clean, and that was why I really wanted it. I wanted a clean copy of the cover, you know? Right. But I still got How much you pay for it? 20 bucks, so I can't complain, really. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the same thing that happened when I ordered the King Gizzard from, from Best Buy. I just think I'm not going to order from Best Buy. I think there are a bunch of third-party record printers that put out picture discs. But so, I did get I did get a sound garden today. I got bad motor finger also, and that looks fine. I didn't oh, open yeah. it up but on vinyl. Yeah, on vinyl, and that was like thirty yeah. bucks. Okay, we're gonna stick with this, the sound. This is your fault. But the vinyl, fault, by the way, <laughs> it's all your fault. Mike's out of control. You're making me Dan. buy music again. Mike I would I got five, control. six CDs every week when really? I was growing up, and now it's like I'm like, oh man, I'm buying like two, three vinyls every week. Yeah, Mike like, had to buy at least that. twelve in the last month. He got the Honus Honus. <laughs> uh, Honus Honus. Honus Honus. <laughs> and we got a bonus bonus because that's how we found the uh, Amigo the Devil. Yes. Which I did get that in. That came in last week or so, something like that. And that I love it. Love it's it. So good. That's my favorite album of the year. I heard yeah. it two weeks before the year end, and that's my favorite album of the year. It's so good. I'm I think I'm with you on this one, man, because it's that's so just good. that's it. I got to give that another listen. Oh, I went yeah, back and I, mean, I bought his other stuff on MP3 after that. All right, guys, sticking with the Sabbath deal here. Let's go with Ronnie James deal. What do you got, Demo? Yeah, another one left uh, Sabbath right after, uh, you know, right after Ozzy a couple years later. And, you know, their, their careers were kind of like parallel, I thought, you know. But, yeah, you know, he, he, he was uh, – he did do stuff before Sabbath. He had – rainbow and then he has his own band uh elf that were uh you know rainbow was pretty successful but um yeah i like i like dio's or you know earlier stuff just like ozzy too you know the same thing um you know and, and 
it, it seems like ever since he passed away, he's even bigger than, yeah, than ever. You know, I mean, uh, I remember seeing Dio in, in clubs, you know, during the lean years, you know, and uh, now it's like if he was still alive, he could probably headline like uh, a festival or like uh, amphitheater tour arenas or whatever. Well, they're like doing that with, bigger. They're doing that. What's the name thing now? Well, they did a couple of shows, I think, with the hologram, which is kind of yeah, yeah, Dio Disciples, yeah. That's kind of wacky, but uh, it could be cool. Yeah, I, I think I think they kind of put the kibosh on the on the hologram thing. I think uh, you know because um, because in order for that to work, from what I read is that you had to put it in 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 like certain type venues where you know where it would work, where the stage big enough and everything. And I guess to make the hologram look right, you got to have the proper distance and lighting and all that stuff. So you just can't. Yeah, you just can't throw it somewhere. Probably way too know. expensive to pull off. You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was very pricey. You know, I I I, I think I, I would I would go see it. Uh, I would. You know, I would. I would go see the Zappa one. Know. So they did one with Zappa, I think too. I would. Yeah, say. yeah. But I'm I'm not I'm not opposed to any of that stuff. It's you know it it's it sounds a little weird. I mean, it's just it's like the band is still alive and everything, and just kind of like playing along to uh, to a track. I mean, I, I think that's probably. You know, you're probably going to be seeing more of that, you know, in the future as we get older and these guys start, you know, uh, unfortunately, we, we none of us live forever. So these guys are going to start dying off and then you might be seeing more of that. You know? and, and the problem is that's because nobody's creating new rock stars. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you got to keep on going back to the uh, to the dead guys <laughs> yep. Yeah. With, yep. with tribute bands and you've seen tribute bands playing like you know house of blues venues and stuff do like, they play bigger really places big than we would play it's crazy it's crazy yeah it is it it is nuts i mean I, the the dio thing i think is is better than a tribute band you know at least you're getting you know uh you got guys who played with the original performer and it's different you know it's it's different, it's, it's different you know no i have nothing against the tribute bands at all i mean I, you know I, I like a lot of them but at the same time it's just like yeah. <clears throat> it's just they get big shows man they get big big shows yeah um Mike D, what do you got on Ronnie James Dio? Love Dio, man. A, you know, it, it was funny because I used to think he was British. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> like for, for the longest time, too. Like maybe like 15 years ago, I found out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, my, my, our, our buddy Frank Meatball, his father was like a, a Dio fan, and he would always tell me how he would meet up with Dio and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking with him one day, and, uh, I'm like, Frank, I'm like, since you're going to go see him, I was like, and, and not just in concert, like, you know, to hang with him. So uh, I was like, can, can you get my tape autograph? So I was a kid. I was maybe like 15, 16 years old. He's like, yeah, sure. And he comes back the next day. He gives me the tape. It's autographed by Ronnie James Dio. And I can't make out who the other autograph is. I forget who he told me it was on the album. But uh, yeah, man, I got a, I got an autographed Dream Evil tape. Wow. That's funny. Cassette tape. Yeah. Yeah, the Black Sabbath pizza. Got to go to Frankie Meatball. You got to go to his episode yeah. with the Black Sabbath pizza. Good episode. Yep. Um, you can find him on YouTube also. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Dio, man. What a great singer. Lead singer for Rainbow from 75 to 78. Recorded three albums with them, which, of course, was with Richie Blackmore. After uh, he left Rainbow, joined Black Sabbath from 79 to 82. But then again, he rejoined, uh, rejoined in 92 for the Dehumanizer record. 
And then uh, then he kind of was with Sabbath again. They were just called Heaven and Hell. Probably because Sabbath went in the Hall of Fame. So they just called it Heaven and Hell, it was, which was a great Sharon thing. wouldn't let them. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's a freaking <laughs> bitch. Yeah, no, she, she won't let them. And, and, and they're not allowed to use that. Like Tony Iommi, he can't form like another Black Sabbath without Ozzy. Right. Hmm. Well, so. you know what's crazy? And even though I prefer the Ozzy version a little bit more, Tony Iommi was the guy that carried that flag forever mm-hmm. so when everybody left it was still tony tony was still there yeah. so tony should definitely have some leverage i i would think you know it's it's just weird it's it's just weird Deb. yeah and the law's a signature though you know how that goes well mm-hmm. well ozzy's more famous ozzy, ozzy's the money um yeah so he went solo around 83 and released 10 studio albums he has got a nice batch of studio records and, uh, I didn't realize he had that many. Wow. Yeah, from yeah. like 83 mm-hmm. to 2004. 10 records, a bunch of live records, and he loved doing stuff from Philly, man. I know he's got a live record or two from Philly. Uh, I think yeah, Intermission. Yeah, he's got a couple of them. Intermission, I know three. he's one. Um, well, the, the, the videos the, that he put out. Oh, the, the home VHS video, stuff, yeah. He put out like like definitely two that were filmed here. Wow. Yeah, I, w- I would love to know, uh, you know, hear him talk about that. But yeah. look on the YouTube's and see if we can find it. It was always one of his. Yeah, he said it was always one of his favorite uh, cities to play. So I would say Dio was definitely successful on his own, especially in the early days. You know, with Holy Diver, Last in Line, uh, great musicians played him. Vivian Campbell. I mean, a ton of great musicians. Uh, Craig Goldie, remember Craig Goldie? I think he played with him mm-hmm. too at one point. Um, favorite record from Dio, Demo. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, oh, no, it's tough. Probably either last in line or holy diver, I think. Yeah, they're the two. Yeah, maybe last in line. They're they're, they're the two, definitely. Mike D. I'm going with Holy Diver. I'm sorry, I'm with I'm a Dream Evil. Jesus Christ. Uh, Dream, Dream Evil. The signature Dream going with Dream like, Evil. Oh, I do like Holy Diver, but yeah, Dream Evil, man. That's you was with the all the fools sailed away and good uh, song. Dream Evil. Which, King of Rock and Roll's on that, right? Can you, I think, uh, yeah, I think that is. Yeah, I think or that Sacred is. Heart. I forget which one. Was that on that? It was on King Sacred Heart or was on uh... Sacred Heart? Well, yeah, I'm going to go with Holy Diver. The, uh... I'm going to go with Holy Diver, but it's close. Last in Line is such a good record, also. But uh, Holy Do- Holy Diver's got Rainbow in the Dark on it. Yeah, Sacred Heart. That was on. That was on Sacred Heart. Um, 
Yeah, Holy mm-hmm. Diver's got Rainbow in the Dark on it uh, and Holy Diver. So I'm going to go with that one. It was Don't Talk to Strangers on that one also? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah as the whole album front to back is, is great. I'm going, I'm going Holy Diver, but Last in Line is a close second. All right, yeah. guys, moving on to the next one. Diamond, David, Lee Roth. What do you got there, Demo? Yeah, he was, you know, you can't deny he's probably one of the greatest front men of all time. You know, and uh, when he left, when he left the band, uh, you know, his first album, well, he put out the EP first with California Girls and, and, and Just Gigolo. And then he put out the first album with Steve Vai and Billy Sheehan, Eat Him and Smile. And I thought that was great. And then it just got like progressively worse after <laughs> that, I thought. You know, <laughs> the, the second, the, the one after that, uh, Skyscraper. 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 That was kind of like really, really sloppy. A lot of of keyboards, man. A lot of keyboards. Yeah. And then, like, your filthy mouth ain't enough. That's when it got a little. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it, it was spotty after that. Very, very You know what, though? I went back and I listened to Skyscraper not too long ago. And and it really, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be listening to it, like, maybe for not hearing it after maybe 20 so years. So, yeah. Maybe I got to do another listen. It's not that bad, but you know, it's definitely not one of my go-tos for, for yeah. Mike Dave. What do you got on yeah. Diamond Dave? Yeah, this this was like when I started getting into rock music and, and I didn't know shit about anything. You didn't have internet and I didn't have MTV at the time and the I thought the radio kind of really didn't, you know play anything. And I heard about David Lee Roth. I didn't even know who he was at the time. So I, I, I went to the store and I picked up the skyscraper tape and you know I had no idea he was the singer for for Van Halen. Oh wow. When I bought that, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much my story on uh, Van Halen. I mean David Lee Roth. <laughs> David Lee Roth. Bless you. David um, Lee Roth. Yeah, lead singer for Van Halen from 72 to 84. Van Halen one was released in 78 though. Um, Dave's departure was after 1984. He eventually went back for the reunion in 2001, and uh, I guess he was guess he was still technically in the band till Eddie passed. So they were still, I guess, doing stuff or hanging around kind of deal. Um, they did one live record with him too. So when they did the reunion, they did um, live in Japan. Did live in Japan also, yeah. So one studio record, one live record. Um, Dave started solo career in '85. But he did say he's retiring now. He said he's throwing in his dancing shoes. So, um, yeah, but Dave was big, man. When, when California Girls came out, just the gigolo and MTV. MTV played the shit out of it. I mean, he was all over. Dave, remember Dave TV? Remember all that? And uh, Yeah. It was big. It, it was big. Yeah. I, I think he no, had he a was, great solo career. Yeah, he was like beyond rock star. He was like a celebrity, you know? Oh, yeah. He, he was... The rock star. He might be might be the greatest yeah. front man of all time. You yeah, know, I I yeah, I'll definitely put him up there. He's up there. Classic He's rap, you Rush, know, for sure. Oh, yeah. ab- absolutely. Absolutely. I, mean, for, look, I would go with sound. Like, uh, greatest front man. I, I would say I would say Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Very dynamic. I just want to see Damien's reaction when I said that. <laughs> he just smiled. Uh, I knew you were fucking with me. <laughs> um, Damo, favorite Dave solo record? Uh, actually, he put out one. 
Remember that song Slam Dunk? With uh, John Five on it, the DLR band. Yeah, that was that actually wasn't that bad. Uh, that record is really stripped down, really raw, almost sounded like demos. I mean, that wouldn't be my favorite. It'd probably be like second or third. But yeah, Eat Em and Smile is probably uh, the best one, I thought. Mike D? Well, today it's 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 probably Skyscraper. But this is a funny one because I went to go listen to Eat Em and Smile on YouTube a little while ago. And maybe I didn't dig hard enough. But the one that came up on their David Lee Ross page, I was like, okay, I'll listen to this. I'm listening. I'm like, wait, something sounds different. <laughs> he did the whole album in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And right. I'm like, and, and, and I couldn't find the original version of it. That's funny. He didn't even have that's it. Funny. Yeah. Wow. I, I heard about that. That was a Spanish version. I have to look for it. I haven't heard it. It might yeah. be good. You don't have to look that hard. It's like right, right, right up on his. Yeah. It's like he put it up there. It's, it's only on his album page Gotta huh. look for that. That's crazy. So, um, for me, I mean, I love a lot of Dave stuff. Eat him and smile. Great band. Great record. Tobacco Road. <laughs> I mean, Ladies Night in Buffalo. Yankee Rose. Yeah. Yankee oh, yeah, Rose. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. What a great record. And I do love Skyscraper, too. They're my probably my two favorite David records. Uh, but Eat him and smile. The videos were great. Dave's just fun, man. He's just fucking fun. You know, Dave equals fun. All right, guys, moving on to the next one. The King, King Diamond. What do you got there, Demo? Yeah, I guess uh, they're both two different things. You know, Merciful Fate and and the King Diamond band. You know, uh, Merciful Fate was more kind of like stripped down metal. And I thought King Diamond band was more like uh, it was heavier and almost like kind of like progressive like broggy yeah. at times i thought yeah, a little theatrical probably... stuff going on yeah, yeah. very theatrical they might have been a little more theatrical more into the stage show uh i kind of like merciful fate a little bit better you know and then in the 90s he kind of like he did a, like a reunion record and then they he just pretty much kept on doing both yeah yep throughout throughout the 90s and i saw i saw him with both you know doing merciful fate and the next year he would come back do a solo thing and then you know they would keep on flip flopping, but yeah, I've I you know I, I really liked uh, you know both both bands, you know, and uh, again, you know, is is another one I kind of know him just from his name. Didn't even know about Merciful Fate until you know later, you know. Yep. Kind of like the same same deal with Ozzy. Mike D, what do you got on King Diamond? Yeah, this is one artist like I really want to like him. I really do. And I really try every so often. And I just can't get into him. Like, it, it, it's like when I hear King Diamond, it's like really, it's painful for me. It's like, and I keep going back every so many years to try it again. It just don't work. And I still get that same pain. I can't do it anymore. I've been merciful fate. So, try, try with them because I think it's a little bit. That's I don't know too much of merciful fate. Like I never really ventured back into that. I wasn't really a big. I, I think I heard King Diamond first, and I really wasn't a big fan. So I was like, I never really even cared to. Yeah, but maybe I'll give it a shot. See what I think. You, you ever see the video with He Man dancing to? Uh, <laughs> uh, which song was it? Uh, oh, shit. You ever see that part? I did. I don't know what song it was though, but I do oh, remember. God. It was funny though. Yeah, it, it dude. It's, I, I it's, almost, it's I vaguely remember that. Now you're talking about it for yeah. some kind of reason. <laughs> yeah. King Diamond, lead singer for Merciful Fate from 1980 to 1984. 
then reunited with them in 1992. And King, like Dame said, King pretty much did both things back back and forth, which is great for you know for a fan. It was great. Um, he released seven records with Merciful Fate and 12 studio albums under King Diamond and a few live records. And of course, he did one for Philly, which was great. That was like the last thing he put out mm-hmm. in the Fillmore. Um, great record, too. Uh, and he's working yeah. on a new one. He's got a new one coming out. It should have been out by now, but it's not out yet. But uh, he put out a song so far. And it's uh, pretty damn good. I'm a huge Merciful Fate and King <clears throat> Diamond fan. I like them both. Uh, I think he hit it on the head when Merciful Fate's a little more stripped down and uh, King Diamond stuff's a little more progressive. You know, I don't, I don't think it's too, too different, but it's it's different enough. And uh, the King yeah. Diamond stuff is very story-oriented, which I'm a sucker for. So if you're a singer-songwriter or a band that does, like, story stuff, I like it. So you listen to a horror show or Yeah, or all like concept records. I love the concept records if they're good. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I'm a big King fan. Damo, King Diamond solo record. Uh probably them. That's a good one. I'm scared to ask. Mike D, King Diamond solo record. You're gonna pass? Yeah, I can't even answer that. Yeah, I can't answer that. It's a fair, fair answer. Uh for me, my favorite King Diamond record is the eye. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite records. Um it's so good. Dame, have you ever listened to the eye? Yeah. I love it, man. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. Um, yeah, that's the one for me. All right, guys, moving on to the next iconic singer. Alice Cooper. What you got, Damo? Yeah, I think most casual fans just probably think it's the same thing, but because it's, it's the same name, but there is there is a huge difference. If you get into his catalog and really get into it the original alice cooper band from like the late 60s to like you know mid 70s was something totally different and then welcome to not my nightmare was like his solo record and that he just kind of like stuck with that formula from from there on out but uh i i prefer the original band stuff if that was like the, the best you know the best stuff that he that he ever did and it's kind of like really really hard to top you know and i guess like the same could be said with with like a lot of bands it's like you know is um you know daily roth solo stuff better than van halen absolutely not you know but um you know he definitely put out a lot more way way more material on his you know solo band than he did with the original band but you know it's just what i prefer there's some stuff that i like though cool Mike D, Alice Cooper. You're blowing my mind because I didn't even know there was two separate things, really. Ah, see? So, did not know that. And, and not that I'm not a fan of Alice Cooper, but I'm sort of just getting into him now, which is a little bit strange. No, that's good. I got to tell him, like, Me yeah. too. I only knew, like, 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 the stuff of his from, like, the late 80s, you know, like the Hey Stupid, Feed My Frankenstein. Right. And uh, like you know, the school's out, and you hear that on the radio. So that was really about my my contact with Alice Cooper right there. But yeah, and now that I'm going back and listening to the older stuff, I'm like, wow, this is just is pretty good stuff here. Yeah, but I didn't know there was two different incarnations of it. Yeah, it was called the Alice yeah. Cooper Band, mm-hmm. and then eventually, I guess, right before Welcome to the Nightmare came out, they they kind of disbanded, and then he just went on by himself and kept the name. Right, because I was always under the impression. Yeah. That he wasn't Alice Cooper, it was the band, and then he just kind of adopted the moniker. I sort of like that, right? Sort I don't of. know. 
I don't know what came first. I mean, I think he, he was always known as that. You know, he got the name from like a witch or something. Right, right. It was like a, a witch or something. And uh, they just decided to call the band that, I guess. I think he came up with the name first. I don't know. But um, <clears throat> the first two records, I think, were produced by... Um, lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Frank Zappa. And they're yeah. way different. The first mm. two albums that came out in like 68 and 69 or something, and way different like uh, strange give me a little like like (laughs) pretties for you i think pretties for you was the first one yeah yeah um yeah zappa got them signed i believe right yeah yeah and then bob ezrin kind of kind of took hold of them yeah uh, i'm a a zappa so like you think it's in that kind of range like it's out there yeah i mean it's out there it's definitely different than than like the stuff the bob ezrin stuff you know uh, which it, I liked. Yeah, the Bob Ezrin stuff was more organized. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say mainstream, but it was more. It was School's more. School's out and that stuff. Under my yeah. wheels. That's all the Bob Ezrin right. stuff. <laughs> salacious dumb. Show Salacious dumb. <laughs> Show him. Where's he at, Mike? Where's Salacious at? Salacious dumb. <laughs> What's up, Penny girl? She's bad. What's up, Penny girl? Tonight. Yeah. Look at her. Shoo. So, um, yeah. Alice Cooper. First Alice Cooper band record was released in 69. They were together till 74, releasing seven studio albums. And they're all pretty damn good. I prefer yeah. the ones with Ezra. Definitely. Uh, Cooper began his solo career in 75. And he's released 21 studio albums. And numerous live records. And Alice is still putting stuff out. He just put out a record a couple months ago called Detroit Stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, that guy just him or Ozzy. It's a marathon. I don't know. Or, you know, <laughs> I don't know who's going to win that race. But um, yeah, he's still putting stuff out yeah. every every couple yeah. years. And I, I love most of Alice's stuff. I really do. And um, yeah, so I'm going to go with Demo. What's your favorite Alice Cooper? Not band. Alice Cooper's solo record. Uh, probably trash. It's a good one. A lot of hits off that one. Mm-hmm. A lot of hits off that one. Mike D. <clears throat> it's tough. I mean, I don't know. I'm just getting into them. So it's kind of really hard for me to even say what, what's, what's my favorite right now. So right. Maybe, maybe billion dollar babies, which would be the Alice Cooper band. That's actually the Alice Cooper. Band. Oh, okay. But that's probably my favorite record so, out of everything he's done. <laughs> you know? Okay, so yeah, I I remember really liking that one. Yeah, uh, for me, as far as the solo records go, I love the one before the new one, the paranormal one. I love it. That's like my favorite Alice Cooper record right now. Hmm. It's so good. Like I like every song off of it. It's got a good mixture of old Alice and new Alice. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I like pretty much every song. So that's my go-to record for Alice Cooper. Moving on to the next guy. Rob Zombie, what you got, Demo? Yeah, yeah, it's another one. Just pretty much the same formula as Alice Cooper. 
it's almost like I don't know. It's like his idol too. You know, it's it's almost like he saw what Alice Cooper did and he decided he wanted to do the same exact thing. Because White Zombie and Rob Zombie, you could you could kind of see the where it was headed and where it is. They're kind of the same though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially the second album from from Rob from White Zombie was very, you know, the the blueprint for what Rob Zombie laid down afterwards. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I kind of prefer the white zombie than the Rob Zombie. The white zombie was a little more uh actually I think I thought it was way more campier. Oh yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, really yeah, kind of low budget, still kind of like rock and roll sounding, but like you with the sampled stuff thrown in there. It didn't sound like over overly produced. Well, I think that's the know. reason why they said the band kind of fell apart is that they said that Rob wanted more of that sample stuff and all higher in the mix where the band really didn't want it. But yeah, it worked for Rob. I mean, Rob made a mm-hmm. long, long career out of it. And that's what we, well, you know, you hear a zombie record, you know, you like it, but you know what to expect and you're going to get what you expect. Mm-hmm. Time, you know, yeah. uh, Mike D. It's Rob's pretty much like buying it. Yeah. Pretty much like buying an ACDC album these days, you know? Yeah. Because great music on it. It's just, you know what you're going to get when you get it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm all right with that sometimes. Certain bands could get away with that. Certain ACDC, bands. Mm-hmm. Rob Zombie, Slayer. There are three bands that could get away with that. Yeah. For me. Well, the, I think if, if you're going to get away with doing that, it, you got to establish it from the beginning of your career almost, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you know, you can't come out doing like all thrashy stuff and then like out of nowhere come out with like a pop, you know, boy band sounding album. And it's like, well, where did the fuck this come from? Yeah. Yeah. You always know what you're going to get. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So uh, Rob, Zom- no, Rob Zombie, if I can get that out there, founding member of White Zombie from 85 to 98, recorded a few EPs. With, you know, they got a few things floating out before they actually got their big record deal. Once they got their big record deal and came out with two major releases, and they both were really damn good, but they got a lot of help from MTV and Beavis and Butthead. That definitely broke that band. There's no doubt. In my oh, mind. absolutely. Mm-hmm. That, as we say, absolutely. that made... Well, White Zombie and Rob Zombie, and that ruined the career of Wayne, probably. You know, it, it, it's funny because you mentioned that. Like, I remember, like, I used to get the Columbia House books, and they were pushing, and this was before Beavis and Butthead, they were pushing the uh, White Zombie album, the Devil Music Volume 1. Yeah. I love that record. It's great. A great record, yeah. And uh, I just remember the picture they put up, and Rob Zombie just looked like, I'm like, what the fuck? What the, this guy looks like a fucking crazy heroin addict. Homeless guy or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, it doesn't do nothing for me. Like, you know, like just by that, I was like, nah, I'll stay away from it. But like, then, then when I heard, I'm like, this is totally different than what I thought. Now, I remember when, uh, what was it like? What came first, Black Sunshine or the, or the, or the other one? Uh, I want to say Black Sunshine. Sunshine. I think Black Sunshine yeah, might have been first. I think that came out first too. But I, I whatever one was first, I remember. It would pop on Headbangers Ball once in a while. And then I remember they were doing, uh, they're redoing the Headbangers Ball set. And Rob Zombie was doing all the artwork for it. So during the show, Ricky Rackman was hosting and Rob Zombie was doing all, all the artwork. <laughs> and then, you know, just it was way before that broke, you know. But I remember Ricky Rackman said, oh, yeah, here we get, you know, you know we're going to play a, a song from Rob's band, you know. Black Sunshine or whatever. And I thought it was, a, I, even at that point, before they blew up, I thought it was really cool. But then it started 
then was like Beavis and Butthead, and then he like kind of blew up after that. Yeah, I mean, he's a total success story. I mean, besides music, he does films, and his films are pretty damn good. You know, he, he's he's definitely got a lot of good stuff out. Um, and the guy's pumping stuff out. And like I said, I never seen him live before, but anybody had seen him live said he was unbelievable live. You know, the stage show. Yeah, he puts on stuff. a good show. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, favorite solo Rob Zombie. What do you got, Damo? Uh, it's uh, Hellbilly Deluxe. I mean, I, I, honestly, I don't really know too much after that. Well, that's got that's got Dragula on it. It's got uh, yeah, living. Yeah, Dead I Girl. love that record. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a good one, Mike D. Yeah, I'm going with Damien on this one. I'm going to go too. Trifecta on this one. We're I'm going to go with the nice. same thing. Yeah, all three all three of us pick Hellbilly Deluxe. Okay, guys, moving on to the next guy, iconic singer Robert Plant. What do you got, Damon? Yeah, another one could be on the Mount Rushmore of front men. You know kind of like the prototypical uh you know lead rock singer rock star but uh a lot of people got that blueprint from him you know yeah i mean uh you know he did his solo career not by his own choice i mean you know john bonham died and they the band kind of disbanded but uh honestly man i don't really i'm not really digging his solo stuff not even really a big zeppelin fan to be which is kind of like blasphemous i guess for me to say that but that's all right i hate the doors so (laughs) (laughs) the only thing i remember is like tall cool one like like that video back in the day and you know i know he does his stuff with allison krauss which i think won like awards a few years ago which were pretty successful but you know what's funny my thing with the tall cool one and you'll hear the Zeppelin samples in that song. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I remember watching an interview with him when that came out, and he did it because all the rap stars back then were using Zeppelin samples. So he's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to use Zeppelin samples too. Right? Sample himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mike D, what do you got on Rob Plant's solo career? Yeah, I mean, it's nothing fantastic. It's definitely not as dynamic as Led Zeppelin. I mean, I to me, I think he only really had one good album out. But I don't know. I mean, a lot of people like, like his stuff with Allison Krauss. I think that's that's how it said, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Is that her name? That's pretty much what he does now. So I don't know. Couldn't get into that stuff really. But I don't know. The only one I could get into was probably now and Zen. Right. Yep. Uh, iconic lead singer for Led Zeppelin from ni- uh, from nineteen sixty six to nineteen eighty. The band disbanded after Bonham's death, which was uh, I guess that was eighty, and. Um, yeah, then he began a solo career in 82 to the present time, released 11 studio records and records and tours with Allison Krauss. Uh, can't say I don't like Robert Plant, but I have no interest in the solo stuff. I just can't get into it. Yeah, same here. I just can't get into it. So, um, I mean, yeah. hey, he, he, you got to give him credit, though. He never did like uh a nostalgia kind of like oh, he never is, sold out when, he never sold out he, no he never did he always uh, always stayed true to uh to his art you know he never did like uh yeah this tour we're playing all the zeppelin classics right and <laughs> he could have got away with I, that he could have got away with he that could've, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean well what 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 front man has ever done that or they just said you know we're gonna do all the you know 
this this album or this tour we're playing all the classics everyone has done that you know yeah but he, even when he does do some zeppelin songs he sprinkles them in but they're like almost unrecognizable yeah well, i don't i don't think he could hit that range anymore he no way nah, 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 he definitely can't he, he, yeah. he blew his voice out pretty young yeah yeah he, he can't which is probably the reason why he doesn't do it but at the same time it's like pretty admirable that he doesn't even try like, I, you know? I seriously doubt he could do the immigrant songs yeah right right, right. um <laughs> Okay, so I know for pretty much me and Dane, we're probably both going to say we really don't have a pick because we're just not interested. Mike D, do you have a favorite Robert Plant record? Yeah, I, I always had a spot for Now and Zen, and I'm actually searching for it on a vinyl right now, which is probably not too expensive, but I have it on tape. I have it on You CD, might find so. it in the dollar bin. You yeah. might be able to get lucky in the dollar is it, bin. Is yeah. it the one where he has the, uh, the poodle hair mullet? Yes, I <laughs> yes, think so. <laughs> <laughs> and and for the longest time, like I would see that in like the stores. I'm like, who, like I didn't even know, again. Yeah. I didn't know who Zeppelin was at this point. I'd be like, who the fuck's this old man? Like, why are they promoting him? Like, and all the like, t- you'd see him in like all the ads and stuff. Probably like thirty. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's probably like thirty. He's probably younger than us at the time. Yeah, thirty. I'm like, he, he, he looks like he, he's like a crinkly old man with a poodle wig and yeah, with a, perm. a wig. Yeah, it's a hell of a perm you got there, buddy. Yeah, yeah mullet perm. Yeah, yeah, it's special. <laughs> That's special. All right, guys, from the guy who brought you, as Dame said before, to a fist, Sebastian Bach. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's funny. Uh, I I didn't even really think of him about this, but just uh, a week ago or through actually throughout the week, even even totally forgetting about this topic. I was I went back and I started listening to a lot of his solo stuff and uh the first thing he put out was his, this live album that had like five new tracks. I think it came out like around 98 mm-hmm. or 99. And uh, the studio tracks were actually really good and they're really, really well produced. And, um, but I, I like, I like his, his, uh, his solo records. Um, you know, I think you, you know what you're going to get with them. You know, yeah. it is in line with, uh, it's what he does, yeah. catalog. I thought, I thought, uh, Angel Down was really good. I went back and listened to that. I was like, damn, that's a pretty great record. And that's the record Axel came out and sang some songs on. Yeah, he sang on like two or three tracks. But yeah, the songs are really good on on that. And it's real heavy. Mm. And uh, his voice, you know, still holds up. Yep. Mike D. Sebastian. I mean, he he definitely embodies heavy metal rock and roll. You know, that's, that's him. You know, and I wasn't like a huge Skid Row fan. I really like Slave to the Grind, and that was about it. And as far as the solo stuff, like, I don't know. I never really sat there and gave it a listen. I heard a few songs, all right, but never really maybe want to dive into, you know, checking more of it out. Yeah, for yeah, uh, check out Angel Down. I, Angel I would, I would recommend that. Definitely. Probably his best one, I thought. What is it? Angel Down. Angel Down. Okay. Um. Sebastian Bach, dynamic singer from Skid Row from 87 to 96, released three studio records and one covers EP. Skid Row, the band. Um, he, then Bach went solo after that. I guess he pretty much got fired and he released, uh, like Dame said, he released the live record first and then he released a couple studio records. And uh, man, if you ever seen Sebastian Bach live, he's at least back in the day. I haven't seen him since Skid Row. They were the band, man. They came on first, and wow. If you were going on after Skid oh, Row, you had to work. 
I did see them live open for Guns N' Roses. They, they, they were they were incredible. unbelievable. Yeah, uh, he's still a great performer. He's he's got some energy. Oh my, he's so does. Yeah, he's up there on that list of frontmen. He's a great frontman. Great frontman. Mm-hmm. He he really is. And he's yeah. man, I have seen them so many times, and every time I seen him, it was just high energy the whole time. I mean, yeah. I, just, I love Skid Row. I still love Skid Row. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, man, Sebastian, I think he did okay on his solo career. Didn't get that, you know, that big boost that, you know, you would hope for, for whatever reason. But uh, the guy still could sing. People are still interested. And he's still fighting to get that Skid Row reunion somehow. But I don't think it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's happening. Um, all right, Damo, favorite Sebastian Bach solo record. Yeah, like I mentioned, uh, I'll go with uh, Angel Down. I think top to bottom is probably his best one. I'm going to, uh, since Mike's got to listen to it yet, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to agree with Dame. That's a great. The other records are good, but Angel Down, great record, top to bottom, and you know, and it's also got, like you said, we the little cameo from Axel, which was uh, out of nowhere. You know. Yeah, love is a bitch slap. That's that was a cool. <laughs> yeah, team. yeah. And I think he did back in the saddle again together too, which is pretty. Yeah, wild. and I think stuck inside. I think he's on that one too, which is another good, another good song. But yeah, it's 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 heavy. It's sort of it sort of pick up picks up like where, uh, you know, like uh, you could throw it in right after slave to the grind. It kind of yeah. fits into that, you know. Yeah, it, it's definitely it's a worth listen. If you haven't heard, it's worth it's worth checking out. And I think the mm-hmm. artwork might have been his dad's paint, another one of his dad's paintings, which he did on right. Slave of the Grind also. So it's a pretty cool album cover, mm-hmm. too, if you look at it. All right, guys, moving on to the next iconic singer, or that left the band, became an iconic singer. Joan Jett. What you got, Damo? Yeah, I like some of her solo stuff. I mean, I wasn't like a huge Runaways fan, you know. Um, <clears throat> what, they only put out like one record or something, but... Uh, you know, they're definitely, um, you know, the first probably girl rock group, mm-hmm. you know, and then she kind of left and did her own her own thing, which is, uh, you know, everybody knows Joan Jett, you know, f- female rocker. She's probably the first one you, you mentioned, you know, yep. first one that comes off of uh, your tongue. But, uh, yeah, very, very successful solo career and, uh, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know take it for what that is <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah i mean she's so so out there doing it it's an icon you know absolutely mike d joan jett you're gonna you're gonna laugh at me but i, I think i only know one joan jett song what yeah i think and, and i don't even think it's hers right if it's i love, I love rock, rock and, roll, and roll it's not i think it's a cover and, uh, yeah she I don't actually think I know. yeah i mean there wasn't you know, the, the most of the hits that she had weren't even written by her. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Know, I mean, not I, like, really I don't like a songwriter. You know? It's not that I don't like her. It's just passing in the night, I guess. You yeah. know, I don't know. Wow. Uh, I mean, guitar slinger for the runaways. I mean, definitely her influence was heavy on that. Um, was heavy from that. Uh, she, she really liked that. Uh, oh, my God. Why can't I think of her name now? Uh, Canadian, Canadian guitar player, singer. I think she's Canadian. Uh, she was on fucking Happy Days a couple of times. Leather Tuscadero. Yeah, what was her yes. name? Oh, she's got some good stuff out there, <laughs> she's man. Great. Um, Susie Quattro. 
Susie Quattro. Yes. That's it. She's actually, Susie Quattro's got some cool ass shit. Uh, she's still good. Yeah. The last record she put out with actually was pretty good. Susie Quattro. Okay. So definitely she was heavily influenced by her. Um, yeah, the Runaways did did a couple records, a uh, live record. Uh, I was never a big Runaways fan. I think they were a little overrated, to be honest with you. I, I just a lot of I people thought so too. They were okay. They were okay. Um, yeah, you know, I I, th- I think actually I think they should have been in the Hall of Fame before Joan Jett before her. I mean, it, it was a full. It was a it was a, a whole was a whole band of, yeah. of, of of women. You know, yeah, that, I was like, that was pretty had to be groundbreaking the first, right? right there. That had to be the first, really, as far as rock goes. Yeah, maybe. You know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, as far as rock, yeah. Uh, what was it? The uh, made it further though. Go Go's, right? Yeah, but yeah. Go Go's. Yeah, they were after. Go Go's were after the run. Yeah, right they after. were after, but they were they were definitely more successful. I think. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, way more. Oh yeah, without oh, a doubt. Yeah, yeah. big time. <clears throat> I think the Runaways got big after. You know, kind of like I guess a campy kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. like one one of those deals. Pop. Um, it was more pop, pop oriented. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you know, even though I guess it's Joan Jet and the Black Hearts, I always see it as Joan Jet. You know, even though mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a band, it's not a band. Yeah. I don't know. I always see it's just Joan. It's her band. She's on the album covers. You know, um, her solo stuff's pretty damn good, man. Um, yeah, I liked a bunch of her stuff. Demo favorite Joan Jet record. Uh, up your alley. I, I always liked. Yeah. Uh, little liar and uh, hate song. myself for loving you. I mean, uh, which I think she, I think she wrote them or Desmond. Child okay, I know that song. That. You know, that. Yeah. <laughs> Mike one I know that song. Yeah, I know that song. <laughs> All right. So Mike's not sure. I guess for the album thing, and uh, I'm going to go with Up Your Alley. Also, I thought that was a great record. Uh, little liar, just for the little liar song. I mean, I hate myself That's for loving one. you was probably bigger, but. Little Liar, man, what a great song. And if Desmond Child mm-hmm. had anything to do with it, I'm sure it was great. You know, that guy's just yeah. a hit maker. All right, guys, moving on to our last musician that goes solo. Space Ace. Ace Freely. What you got, Damo? Do we always have, we, have, we back to Kiss again. We're always, it always comes back. Hurts <laughs> <laughs> always trying to squeeze him in somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think. We do have one more after Ace Freely. We do have one more after Ace Freely, but we're gonna go with that. We're gonna go with Ace Freely. What do you got there, Demo? Yeah, I like. Uh, I actually like the stuff he's been putting out the past ten years, as opposed to like when he first became solo. I like. I like. I I, I like his his first some stuff from his first record, and then I like. Um, ah, shit! Which one? Ricky Richie Scarlet on it. The third. The, the third record. Trouble walking, trouble walking. I really liked yeah. a lot. Yeah, you know, and that's pretty much. And then he didn't do anything for like you know, twenty years. Or then something. he started popping out shit. Yeah. Then he then he started popping yeah. out shit. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, he 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 put out a lot of good stuff. You know. Yeah. So a lot of good songs. I know Mike's kind of sick of the Kiss thing, so I'm just gonna go on real quick. <laughs> nah. Yeah, well, I mean, no, I'm not. I, I barely listen to Kiss as it is, and I'm like, man. I'm definitely not venturing into the East really. <laughs> uh, Ace, man. Ace is just one of those guys that people love Ace. They just love Ace. Like, everybody loves Ace for some reason. Um, not the greatest voice, but it works perfect for what he does. So, are you an Ace man? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm an ace man. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, I'm an ace man. <laughs> he, um, I mean, but he's another guy surrounding himself with a ton of good musicians. Any of those records you look from, even for Frilly's comedy, you got Todd Howarth, John Regan. Uh, who was the drummer? Sandy was the drummer. Anton Fig. Anton, Anton Fig also. And then there was the guy from Eric Clapton. I forget his name. The guy from Eric uh, Clapton. Got Jamie Aldager. Yeah. You got him. And then yeah. Sandy something. So um, Sandy Slavin. Yeah. Sandy Slavin. That's it. And um, yeah, I mean, Ace, su- successful. And I don't want to say an underground sense, but people love Ace. But we're not going to end the show that mm-hmm. way. We're going to end with somebody Mike brought up right before we started the show. And I don't know how I missed it. Jack White from the White Stripes. Dale, yeah. anything on Jack White? Uh, he's deep, man. He, he puts out a lot of a lot of different stuff. It's kind of it's kind of hard to keep up with. Yeah, but I pretty much like everything besides the white stripes and really? i think it all really you know what it came from that that movie it may get loud right which uh i had absolutely no interest in seeing it because i wasn't a fan of of any of those guys i mean jimmy page a little bit but i fucking hated the edge and then i saw it i was like you know what i actually stopped hating you two after that right. really i, I, I kind of grew to appreciate the edge and i really really like jack white a lot after after seeing that movie and uh, dude, that, that guy is—he's just, just real creative, man. He gets all, all kinds of cool sounds out of these shitty guitars, and you know, um, trying to think like the uh, what is it, Rockin' Tours or something? I don't even have to pronounce that. That like that band was kind of cool. Oh, right? that was Rockin like an all-star tours, band. Yeah. That was like an all-star band. Yeah. 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 So like yeah. an underground. Yeah. 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 He's, he's always always does like some cool stuff, you know. Yeah, I agree, Mike D. Jack White. Yeah, man. I mean, like everything he puts out, it just people buy it. It's great. Yeah. You know, you don't have that too many of those like abstract artists that are big these days anymore, you know? Yeah. And with Jack White, you don't know what you're going to get. So that's that's part of the good thing. Yeah. He hasn't really done much in a while, right? Like uh, he I think he's put a there's a new album coming out, I think, in okay. a month or two. And I think he just put an acoustic one out within the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. For, for me, Jack White, his, his sound is familiar enough that makes you listen, but also different enough that keeps you listening. So he, he, he could do know. some really pretty stuff and then he could just kind of go and do something like crazy. Like, yeah. like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Like I said, he does stuff that sounds like, OK, he reminds me of Zeppelin a little bit here. But then he'll do something totally out of the box mixed in. It's like, I don't know where that came from. So it's familiar to keep you, to get you listening, and then familiar enough to keep you there or creative yeah. enough to keep he you takes, there. Mm-hmm. takes you to a new place. Yeah. yeah. I always like the guitar playing, his guitar sound and everything too. Oh, yeah. He's, he's great, man. He's great. So, um, yeah, guys, that's our episode for this week. Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes. We'll see you next week. <laughs>